Hey, welcome back to the Brink of Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brink Signature, as always, here to bring you my latest Survivor 41X interview with the third eliminated player from Survivor 41, Volce. And disappointing for Volce. He was someone who I felt like had some game and got really unlucky by some... Uh, let us say, questionable gameplay uh, by Tiff and others out there. So, uh, fascinating to see how it does shake up for all of them. But really cool to chat to Volce, taking some time out of his busy schedule to chat to us. And if you are liking the podcast, as I say on most podcasts, share it with a friend, let other people know about it as well so that, yeah, other Survivor super fans can hear more Survivor content. All right, that's it. I'm going to bring you my chat with Volce now. I can see that I have Dr. Volce himself. Doc, what's going on, my man? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, doing really great. Can you talk to me a little bit from the ground, how you saw um, it all unfolding in front of you heading into that tribal council? Yeah, uh, <laughs> what a shit show last night was. Um, <laughs> so from my perspective heading into that tribal, I was pretty certain that Tiffany would be the one that was going home. But I also knew that Evie had been making final two deals with everyone. And it's something that we had been talking about on day four, where Xander and I kind of had a bad feeling. I had a really bad feeling from Liana in terms of just kind of the what was going on. And so I had a sneaky suspicion that there was a women's alliance going along, that the three of them were going together. And I honestly thought, if that happens, that sucks. But they are going to have to get out Xander because he's the one with all the advantages. And so if those three are working together, you've got to get out the guy that has an idol that could be activated while he has no vote. He can't play a shot in the dark. He has an extra vote that he can't use because he can't play that. And so I kind of was saying, listen, I've got to play this cool. Don't overplay it right now. You overplay and you're going to get your butt walking out the door. And honestly, I, I do still believe that that's the right strategy. I think that it was almost impossible to predict that Tiffany was going to have the kind of the meltdown that she had. And at the, at the end of the day, what really kind of screwed the pooch on this is that Evie was on the track for so long. She got back to camp and she only had five minutes before tribal council. And so when she got back, you heard her on the track with Deshaun. She thought it was going to be Xander. That's why she spilled all his secrets. And so she got back and she did not have time to reel in the troops. And you also heard Liana going like, this is idiotic. Like Liana and Evie did not want to vote that way last night. But th- because there was only five minutes with Evie, I didn't even have a one-on-one with Evie before heading to tribal because it was so chaotic because it was such a short time before she got back to camp. So really, it was just kind of pandemonium. Everyone's heads were spinning and it became a game of Russian roulette. Yeah, it's it's so fascinating you say that. I agree. It was a bit of a Russian roulette last night and and really crazy. There's two things that come from that what I want to touch on. Firstly, um, watching Tiff last night on TV and getting like a different perspective, and I'm sure you would have heard about it, but getting to see it firsthand, uh, there's no real rationale behind it. Have you been able to rationalize it at all, or how do, how do you justify like her deciding to vote for you? No, so it, what you didn't see on the first five days is that Timmy and I were really close. We would take aqua dumps together. We would sleep next to each other. We were island husband and wife, um, and yeah. so we had a great relationship. I think that. Um, what you saw on there was just a complete kind of meltdown. And my heart kind of went out to her, but at the same time, it was just no 
no logic and people on survivor don't have to make logical decisions but typically it's not such this like it was just pure confusion and i kind of do get that in the sense that there were so many advantages so many twists you had evie gone there was only four of us back at camp only three of us that can vote that it was just kind of her head was spinning from everything and couldn't really put everything in order of how it should go and I say should go, and you never really say that on Survivor because that's the beautiful thing about Survivor. It can go any which way. But I think it kind of crossed the line. And obviously, that's easy for me to say, sitting on the yeah. side of it. I think it crossed the line where it's like everyone came out head scratching. I came out head scratching. You know, that's why when I got voted out, I kind of made that comment of I was like, maybe it was my relationship building because I thought, at, in retrospect, I'm like, I had relationships relationships with each of those people and the five of us really got along very well and so it was just kind of a complete breakdown that just ended up in this crazy outcome yeah it was honestly crazy watching it um and seeing it happen i felt bad for you um a lot can i can i take you back to the first vote then you obviously take out abraham we're seeing this emergence of a female alliance um were there any thoughts about that back then no so that was actually a, a the, the edit misleading me from day one it was abraham going out after we finished this flint challenge we came back and we had won the flint abraham took the flint and he broke it in half and we didn't have fire and so from day one uh it was abraham was on the outs he didn't love the guy outside of the game but he did not gel with the five of us and so from day one it was an easy first boot for us um we all knew that we were doing that those scenes of us talking to him about Oh, you know, Tiffany liability. Tiffany wasn't a liability. She, we told her to swim out to, to get the, the paddles. That was just to kind of appease Abraham to be kind of a unanimous, easy first, first boot. It was actually on day four after his vote out that I said, I'm a little terrified right now because we haven't drawn lines in the sand. You know, everyone talks about that first vote being when pen hits parchment, that that's when your lines are drawn and no lines were drawn. Tiffany was never at risk for going home. We, we were with him, making sure he couldn't get idols, made sure he wasn't going to play a shot in the dark. So it really, um, the game for us really started on day four. Can you talk to me a little bit about the relationships you have on the beach then? Obviously, Zand is one that maybe you guys seem a little bit different, but did kind of like a line in the game. Um, he's being open about his advantages, but what were the relationships that you had out there? Yeah. So Xander and I, we are two completely different people. And so I never, and I thought two guys, I don't want to work with them. But during that sweat challenge, we actually took a little break and realized we both went to the University of Chicago. We actually worked out at the same gym and had seen each other in the same gym. We lived two blocks apart from each other. And I had an instant oh, wow. flashback to season 35 where Allie and Patrick had known each other. And, you know, they had kind of screwed that up. And I said, don't screw this up. You have this bond, milk it for all it's worth. And we realized that some of our strategies kind of overlap. And so we really solidified that bond on that sweat challenge. Um, Evie was, you know, it just came naturally with me, Evie and Xander, where, you know, it was easy to talk to. I was a little wary that that Evie was, you know, making final choose with everyone. Uh, But it was really easy for me to bond with Tiffany. She's so easy to get along with. And then Liana, you know, is just a super smart, super competitive girl that um, I just really respected and enjoyed talking to. I think that that's something that really wasn't shown is how well the five of us really got along. And that's what makes it really hard. I think in tribes that have conflict, it's almost easier to have sides and to have where the lines are really drawn. But there was this really kind of nebulous, everything kind of flowed over each other. And because we all really genuinely enjoy being with each other. 
There's a lot that happened in this season being condensed in terms of time, small tribes as well. You're pretty much open to, to being targeted at any point. Um, how did you find playing like this new era of Survivor? So I definitely enjoyed the intensity of it in terms of no food, you know, just really kind of that, that small tribe really bonds you together. One of the difficult things is just how many advantages, how many twists there were already by day five, which, you know, the third person usually goes out on day nine and day 10. So you've had a lot more longevity in terms of your relationships to kind of base it off of. But when you start throwing in, you know, the shot in the dark, which was already, we understood, but, you know, a little bit new. And then someone that has lost their vote, but then has an extra vote, and but then can't play the extra vote because they don't have the primary vote. It just kind of, kind of um, accelerates it to a point where everyone, it became what you saw yesterday, where everyone is just trying to latch on to something to kind of stay alive. And I think that it kind of almost makes a sense of desperation, which is what I think you saw with Tiffany, where, where Tiffany... You know, in reality, after watching that, you know, she wasn't at risk. The girls were voting Xander, but it was still just this kind of almost intense paranoia from how fast this game was moving and all of the moving components that you have to hang on to. Yeah, look, David, I agree. I, I am so fascinated by your cast, season 41, whether this is kind of like the guinea pig season, you guys just trying things out and see what kind of balances out um, in the next couple of incarnations. One last question. I, I'd be remiss of you not to ask this. People who can't see this as a podcast, but you're currently wearing your scrubs. You're a doctor. Um, so thank you for taking the time, firstly. But I, I want to ask, how has COVID shaped you in preparing for Survivor and then going out to play? Yeah, so I think the you know, when I was originally cast before COVID, I think I would have come in with a much more actually intense type of gameplay. And I think kind of having that year of just being, you know, kind of beat down, focused on, you know, being in the hospital kind of chilled me out a little bit from Survivor and maybe really appreciate what's important in life and kind of gave me more perspective going into it. And so I, I think that um, just COVID has definitely... Um, just made me take a step back and just kind of appreciate everything that we've taken grant for granted. And I think it also, when I went out there to play, it's like you definitely felt just this excitement to be around other people, to be after we quarantined, you know, completely free to move around with each other, to kind of have yeah. those human bonds that we hadn't had in so long. So I think when we were standing on that barge, Jeff kind of said it, like the excitement was palpable between the cast, between all of everything that's behind the scenes, you know, you just felt that this is awesome, that Survivor's back and that you're part of this thing uh, that has been missing from the world for a whole entire year. And so I think that kind of excitement uh, just kind of stemmed from the deprivation that we all had in COVID. And I think that you kind of saw that on the screen. Um, I, I do think that it also kind of made, it added to the intensity of the season where people were just coming out like, I'm ready to play. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it's definitely a factor, and so I think that, yeah, it's it's interesting for people now to reconnect, and especially after being in quarantine for so long and going out and and playing, like it's a it's a different dynamic. Unfortunately, um, I don't have you for any more time. Thank you so much, firstly, for going on the show, playing aggressively, playing hard. Um, disappointed you didn't get to go further, obviously, but also on a side, thank you for everything you're doing in your own field um, and taking the time to chat to me uh, in the hospital while you've got a lot of other things going on. Um, so it's very much appreciate it and thank you for everything you're doing in your real world outside survivor well thank you for uh, taking the time to help the uh, promote the survivor community because it's an awesome community so appreciate you 
All right, that wraps up my chat this week with Volce, the third eliminated player from Survivor 41. Uh, really cool chat as well. Some little insights that maybe we didn't see on the show, which is always exciting to do when we uh, do this exit press. If you like the podcast, like I said at the start of the podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends so other people can find it as well. And I think that is it. I'm not going to be doing any, any recaps at this point. When something big happens, I will jump in and definitely talk about it. But for now, that's it. Until next time, the community has spoken. I have spoken. I will chat to you very soon. See ya. Bye.